Hi, I'm Julia Brennan and I'm Creative Arts Advisor for K-6 with the New South Wales Department of Education and welcome to another podcast in this series where we're talking about the creative arts and the classroom, the K-6 classroom particularly, and um, lots of different issues and different people that we're meeting along this journey. So remember, if you're enjoying this podcast series and you'd like to subscribe, go to soundcloud.com and forward slash primary curriculum, all one word, and subscribe that way. Otherwise, you can join us through uh, Facebook. Um, Now, today I'm here with the wonderful Cindy Valdez-Adams. Now, Cindy is a refugee support uh, leader and she's based out at Fairfield Public and she'll tell us a lot about that shortly. But the reason I've invited Cindy here today is because I met her, I think it was last year, at the um, Museum of Contemporary Art, um, the MCA, and we were both um, there for a conference. And Cindy and I just got chatting because she was talking about the value and the power that the creative arts has in working with her students. And obviously I agreed with her and then uh, one thing led to another and we kept chatting and I couldn't wait to find out more about what she did. So I've invited Cindy along today to share what only, um, not only, sorry, what she told me about that day, but also about uh, what she does with her students and the power of the arts in general. So welcome, Cindy. Thanks, Julia. Nice to be here. (laughs) It's great to have you. So, Cindy, do you want to just fill us in a little bit about how your arts education journey started? Okay, so personally, I did visual arts way back in primary and high school. Um, I actually migrated to Australia in 1989, did visual arts from year 9 to year 12. Um, However, at university, I decided to do teaching. Um, And one of the reasons, because, you know, I could teach visual arts, actually, when I looked up what subjects I could pick. And um, as a teacher, I'd say I've always really been a huge fan of integrating visual arts, drama, um, music. Um, I I ran choir for many years (laughs) at my school. But especially visual arts in terms of um, using it to develop language with my newly arrived students, so ELD background. But most um, importantly, my students who are from the refugee student background. So, yeah, it's been really um, great. So in that term, in that way, I suppose um, it's such an easy KLA to integrate. Uh, you know, way before Steam came out that we <laughs> called it all now. Yeah. Um, I think arts are such a yeah, you could you could really absolutely use it anywhere and everywhere. So Fantastic. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that. So let's just go back to you a little bit. So why has the arts meant so much to you in your journey, both professionally and personally? Um, personally, I'd start with because, you know, I think the arts, um, I remember doing it. Um, like I said, I was a migrant in year nine. I did visualise. I felt that in that classroom with my visual arts teacher, it was such an inclusive um, classroom, like I felt like I really belonged in there, and there was no right, wrong answer. So, how example. old were you at this stage? I would been, I would have been fifteen, so okay. year nine, back mm-hmm. in nine. So then I knew I've always had that sort of to take with with me anyhow as an experience. And um, I guess when I started teaching, um, I found that you know we focus so much on literacy and numeracy. I understand they're very important um, subjects. However, I felt that, if, especially for our EALD learners, um, they somehow sometimes miss out because it's such a, you know, tasking task to be learning English and um, being able to respond 
um, ask questions, explain, describe. Um, I thought visual arts, for example, was such a great medium to use to get our students really describing authentically or responding authentically because they're looking at an artwork. I mean, who doesn't have a response yeah, to right. an artwork? It yeah. comes automatically. Mm. Um, they're allowed to use their first language. So, you know, we have bilingual support. They actually are there to support, you know, translate what the child is saying. And for the most part, they just, I, I feel like it's just a, um, an open-ended sort of subject, I guess. For, so for you, the game sort of changed in school when somebody recognised that you had ability or they just fostered that in the classroom as something important? In the high school, when I was yeah. in high school. Yes, um, I would say my art teachers were very supportive. In the end, I end up doing graphic arts and um, also fashion, textile design, actually, wow. because... Um, I was actually excelling in that, like is like you know, because like I said, it was just so open. It's not, yeah, mm. you know, you learn theory and to practice, but you know, you had the support from your teachers and things. So even at high school, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. University, we had a great visual arts lecturer, and um, she was really excited and you know very enthusiastic about the subject, and that really helps, I think, oh, and great. yeah, helps you see possibilities. But never in my I would guess, I would say, I never thought I would use it um, with the New Arrivals program per se and made it the the heart of the program. So what country had you come from before you came to Australia? I came from the Philippines. The Philippines. And did you do much visual arts in primary school? No, no actually. Or well, arts in general, arts. sorry? No, <laughs> probably not. I think arts back then is just a, and I, I consider drawing it a form of art, but it wasn't such a, a focus. The focus was always the academic subjects, as you know, you know, your English, your science, your maths, um, chemistry, biology, all those subjects. Not so for you, it was quite refreshing to come to Australia and see the value placed yeah. on the arts. And I thought, oh my gosh, I found my, you know, I found my calling here. It was really good. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. Gosh, that's a great message. Um, so, what do you see as the power of the arts? Oh, where do you start the power of the arts? I think it. Um, it really does give students um, a voice that's sort of not restricted to, say, being able to speak the English language, for yes. example. Um, because like I said, when you're looking at an artwork, um, even if you're doing not just visual arts, say even drama activities, you know, um, as mm. we know, they bring in, they instantly would bring in their own experiences, their prior yes. knowledge, whatever they know. It's a way of unpacking their own experience. Absolutely, and making connections to yeah. to others, to, to their world. You know, we always say, yeah. let's teach them how to make connections. And I think that's, um, it's so powerful with the arts because if, I'm going to say the word again, it's so inclusive. Yeah. And we're going to come back and talk a lot more about specific experiences you've had in the classroom, but just getting the idea that that is such a pow the arts are such a powerful thing for your students and for you personally. Now, I do want to just talk a little bit about primary teachers in general, because a lot of primary teachers are really nervous about teaching the arts yes. and they might think a bit like you, oh, I didn't do much art in or arts in primary school yes. and they may not have had your secondary experience. Is it possible for a classroom K-6 teacher to deliver an arts program? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> even now, if you look at the resources now that I created by the DOE, you know, on the website, I always just send them the links. Yeah. It's all there. And there's so many resources 
that are out there. I think for teachers, what we need to remember is to, you know, we often teach, you know, trying to teach the kids to take risks and persevere and and all that. And I'm thinking we need to apply it to ourselves, actually. And stop saying things like, I can't draw, because when I hear that, I... I just say, oh, you know, everyone can draw. Actually, mm. if you put a bit of effort into it, you can mm. actually draw. That's so important because um, I think I'm very mindful when I look out for that, especially um, teachers' attitudes towards art when I'm mentoring them in an EALD classroom. Often is uh, the medium I would teach it through is visual arts. And often I would, when I hear that, it, yeah, it's worrying, mm. you know. I, but it's the highly, and once they've worked through the simple skills processes, they find that, oh, it's not actually hard at all. Um, I can pick pick up anything and talk about anything. And yeah. it's about having a go at teaching kids that um, that learning is messy. It's a it's messy <laughs> business. Nothing is messier than the arts. Well, you can get around that by having strategies for cleaning up and yeah. that sort of stuff. And they, yeah, it baffles them when I have 30, you know, 25 kindergartens all doing visual <laughs> arts because they thought, oh, my gosh, we just do that in stations. And I thought, no, they'll yeah. cope. They'll, um, you know, we'll, like you said, we'll clean up. There's, there's protocols on yeah. how you tidy up the classroom afterwards. But I said, like, again, is that what's important? No. It's yeah, like exactly. about, you know, it's watch them. Look at the kids substantively engaged in creating and making and talking. Um, that's what art is. Absolutely. I think a lot of us have been taught. I mean, I know in high school I had a teacher who said, you didn't draw that accurately, so therefore you can't do this. And that sunk into me and it's something I've carried with me and it wasn't till I got older and went back and did art lessons and things that I realized actually I can do this. It's interesting you said that because I think um, often with teachers I work with I often say you know you just um, really sometimes just talk about um, things that you observe the child's doing so you're not really kind of judging the form or the lines Mm. and you know just making simple comments like you know I like how you've drawn this or um, have you thought about about, yeah because it's not about like I said the the beautiful thing about visual arts for example is there's no really right or wrong you know um, unless you're teaching a skill and um, often the teachers would I love it when I would just provide a stimulus and the kids can have their own interpretation Mm. all the materials are out that's hard for teachers because that we know they like to be organised and yeah. every table has the same things and every student is doing the same thing per yeah. se. They don't want to venture out, you know, um, take the clay out, take the... Because they might want to create a sculpture to represent a particular artwork and mm. that's the one yeah, thing that's had hard this, to... I've had this conversation with others before that it's not about replication and making, no. you know, 30 artworks that look exactly the same. the same. And I understand, I understand, because I might get criticised, because, oh, you know, <laughs> if you're learning a particular skill, yes, or a, a particular, you know, um, I don't know, element, I, I get that. But however, yeah, there's ways of um, encouraging our students to actually, you know what, but unless you provide it for them they're not going to know, oh, I can create a collage or I can create, mm. you know, a sculpture or a a, mo- a film, you know, that yeah. sort of... Um, so I'm, I'm, that's what I'm kind of pushing for at the moment, seeing teachers to really get out there and really produce different and types of that they can do it. And we've had this conversation about music in the past too, that so many teachers won't sing with their class because someone's told them along the line that they can't do it. It's heartbreaking. We can do it. We can sing. We can do visual arts. We can dance. We can do drama. Yes, we're not our past. So that's exactly. <laughs> we always say, you know, let's just move forward and then yeah, and then do yeah, what what we can in the classroom. 
Well, I'm already inspired by talking to you, but I want to hear about some of your inspiring journeys along the way. So some of those incredible stories that you've had from some of the students that you've worked with. I know the first time I met you, you told me a few and I was, you know, just so moved and I'm sure the listeners would love to hear some of them. We always say, you know, when you work with um, students from a refugee background, you, you can't help but be moved because they're so inspiring and they're so resilient, they're such resilient kids out there. Um, we've always got the kids that would say, I can't do this at first, you know, before mm. art, for example. And in my classroom, I found that um, they just give it a try because it's the art. I've never met a child who refused to pick up a pencil, pick up a paintbrush mm. and not have a go at it. Fair enough, most of them have not had the chance, opportunity to play with those, but of course you'd model it first yeah. and you show them and then they just gladly have a go. Um, inspiring stories, I, I can't even name one in particular, but I would always say, you know, for the, the students who have seen or witnessed yeah. um, traumatic experiences, the way they've come out of that, you know, and I find that the the classroom has provided them using the arts uh, a way of sort of also healing because they're allowed to share their stories. And um, so that's always gets us, you know, mm. when a child draws a picture and you kind of think, oh, thank you for sharing. Um, that's all we could say to yeah. them most of the time is for thank you for sharing their story with us and how happy we are that they are here and, you know, safe in the yeah. in Australia, in our classroom. And look at you, you're creating artworks mm. that you've... Um, yeah, never, never knew possible. I think so our so listeners will be glad they're not here right now because we've both got <laughs> watery eyes. It's just such a, a movie. No, they're really, um, they're my inspiration anyhow. And I think every teacher will probably say that. But for the most part, the work that we, I do personally with the arts, they've inspired me in terms of, you know, you know, it's a way of expressing themselves and getting out that message that maybe they just don't want to talk about. Just the talk increases as they get comfortable in the classroom, as we know, because that's what we have to do, Mm. um, which is children from refugee background, make them feel safe, and the art provides that, I think. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, So in talking about that, though, let's line it up a bit. What's a day in your role look like? What do you do every day? Where do I start? Um, (laughs) So currently the role is a a refugee support leader. So the work has been around um, EALD pedagogy, um, building the school's capacity to support refugee students and their families, but also, um, yeah, running, facilitating courses. Uh, Today was planning for the VOCA project that's a showcase coming up so I had to plan for that for that I had um phone calls I've got meetings with schools around um you know different projects that we started with them there's also the art gallery in New South Wales because we're currently um, doing a belonging art project with them so today was sort of email so so tell us a little bit about one of those projects that might involve the arts okay so the vocab project will actually be a bit interesting because when I did the project, I actually did it through the arts as well because, again, I found that the arts provided such a great um, platform for learning new vocabulary and increasing vocab knowledge and explicitly, in, you know, the vocab instructions. So easily, great fit for that. So I've always called it the developing language through the arts mm-hmm. sort of project. Um, this year, um, with the art gallery, uh, when I did the project in 2014, 
uh, I contacted the Art Gallery in New South Wales and we, I started a partnership with them. Whereas I would take, the, they have an art pathway programs. Mm-hmm. So I would take my newly arrived students to the gallery and they'll have a workshop there. And then they come out to us and they do art again with us. Um, so we, I've been doing that since 2014, like I said. And this year, the art, um, the Belonging Art Project came about. They've contacted me and said, Cindy, we want you involved because you've always partnered with us and how much they loved having, you know, my students from Fairfield Public School. Mm. And so, yeah, it's been really great. So the art project right now is um, in collaboration with um, an artist, Claudia, like a resident artist. So they came to school with a bunch of other artists and they worked with the kids, three classrooms, 70 odd students in year four. Um, and also the, the project also goes alongside Ben Quilty's oh, um, wow. upcoming okay. exhibition yeah. in November this mm-hmm. year. So, um, so that's one. So what project. sort of things do they do with Claudia? So they did, um, they, we learned about male art, for example, and how in the past, you know, artists would create postcard size male um, artworks and send it to their... So male, M-A-I-L. Male art, yeah. yeah. So I learned that something new. And okay. I'd love to start that with teachers, but get them out of their comfort zones. <laughs> she did lots of stories, like artworks, again, based on stories, their stories, you know. Yes. So I think stories are such powerful, mm. so, so powerful. Like every Are they using any particular mediums or...? They did lots of watercolours this time, oh, pencil great. watercolours and yeah. um, ink, um, collage work sort of thing. So, stories. yeah, pretty open, yeah. Lovely. It's been really, really great. And their postcards, what are they about? So they were to create a, a place where they feel they belonged. So, mm-hmm. you know, depict a, you know, could be a place in the classroom or at home. We we're trying to push for the home as well, agenda. Yeah. But also they had, oh, and also photography, actually. So we oh. gave them these disposable cameras and they had to take them home and, yeah, show, take a photo for... Oh, that's a lovely idea, yeah. isn't it? Disposable cameras. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's been a bit full on that project, so... So... In terms of, do you have a favourite activity or a favourite work experience that you've had with these students? I um, I actually integrate visible thinking routines when looking at artworks. And one of the routines, which is my favourite, it's so simple. It's called beginning, middle, end. And mm-hmm. you could I could pick an artwork and ask the students to what part of the story might this have happened? You know, would it have happened in the beginning, middle or end? Um, and it's great because they actually inferring, they don't even realise I have to now infer what might happen next or what <laughs> happened before, things like that. And I love that after that sort of activity, we'll do a drama, like a freeze frame mm-hmm. or tap in where they become the the participant or the actual the subject in the, in the painting. Yeah. And depending on the painting, depending on the themes that we're looking at, yes. um, you have to select those. Yeah, tapping's great because, again, you tap in and they have to be in that character yes. and say what they're thinking and why. Oh, look at you integrating the arts there. That's fantastic. <laughs> and it's all oral because this is the thing with newly arrived students. Oral interaction is so important. Yes. They, we have to develop that first. If we How are, do they communicate with each other if, if they have a different through language? Through lots of practices. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, well, at Fairfield is not a problem because it's like, you know, most of the kids speak Arabic anyhow. Yes. And we also have an SLSO, so a bilingual support that we get in the class, which uh-huh. helps a lot. And if we don't have her... We often, I would obviously film it on my iPad and record that and then the, the SLSO would translate that later on. And then from that, they can then create an artwork. 
and they can choose how to represent that particular character or something. And yes. it could be, you know, pipe cleaners just comes <laughs> to mind. Paddle pop sticks, glue, like just anything that we could find. Yep. Um, what I love is the free choice. So they're telling that story through free choices. And they all come up with different versions of what could happen next. Um, Yeah, it's great. So, So yeah. What's leaping out at me is the critical and creative thinking as well. So we do lots of um, see, think, wonder as well um, initially. And often we use paintings to um, introduce a concept, a big idea that's happening in history or geography or science. so that's what was happening in the new, newly arrived program, but also the classroom teachers yes. take that on board too. So what pathways do you think are, are open to our students if so, they've got an interest or an ability in the arts? So at the moment, I've I've looked into which we've entered, the Operation Art, mm-hmm. um, every year so far, and also... Which is a fabulous. Yes, fabulous and one of my students talking about... Actually, he inspired me. Because he did a the, the theme is to make someone smile. Yes. So he actually chose to um, do a collage of a pirate, um, because pirates are brave. You know, when you oh. speak to him, he said oh, he's from Syria at the time, and he said, you know, pirates are very brave people. And then he placed a a chicken on his shoulder, and I said, what is that? Because, <laughs> and he said, oh, every pirate has a bird, a pet bird. Yeah. He said, but I like this one to have a chicken. You know, <laughs> like, okay, great. And um, he's, he's very good because he's actually one of those kids that sort of, you know, comes to school and a bit disengaged in the mainstream mm. classroom, but come to my, to the setting he's in, in a smaller group, newly arrived, art stuff, he's, he's in there. He's, he's being very creative. And isn't that magical, his interpretation with the chicken? I love it. That's right. And he actually... Um, it's one of those kids very proud of his family, you know, mm. inspired by his mum and dad. I mean, the, the parents were academics back in Syria. So it's it's one of those things that you think, again, you didn't get much art and you're doing it now and you're excelling it. So his artwork, cut story short, was chosen to be in the top 50. Oh. So it's at the at Westmead Hospital right now. And I'm trying to find it because they never <laughs> tell you where it is. Yeah. Like, I'll spot it one day. But to be in the art gallery in New South Wales and they attended the ceremony and the parents were just... Like not of in their course. wildest dream, you know. Incredible <laughs> story. Calorie. So that would probably be my highlight in terms of, um, well, one of many highlights, success in terms of entering something. Um, young Archie is a great, yes. great, great. Can't yeah, love Young Archie because again, it's open. It's um, yeah. So those are the two that I've mainly personally mm. um, encouraged my students to enter, and continue to do so. Um, DC, even if I'm not at Fairfield, so teachers are sort of... But beyond that, just keeping the dialogue open and keeping the experiences going and allowing the students to explore the arts like this. It's just wonderful. See the word explore. So teachers, come on, let go, (laughs) let it go. Like, just let go. (laughs) They just have to explore that. I'm not criticising your singing. No, sorry. I'm just saying, just let it go. You know, um, yes, interesting. So, yeah. Wow, there's so many pathways there. Well, look, it's been fantastic talking with you today, Cindy, but before we finish up, I'm sure that the listeners would be so inspired by hearing your journey and what you do every day. Are there any other incredible, inspiring stories or experiences you'd like to share with us today? Gosh, where would I start? I, I just I just think do art, just do art in a classroom and watch the magic happens because it's truly it's probably the only time you'll see kids 
in my experience anyhow, kids are so substantively engaged. And when I say substantively, they put their whole body and mind into it. Mm. You know, not the on task thing that they just finishing up. They're really in the moment. Um, and I think, like I said before, kids are always inspiring. They always come up with some brilliant idea mm. or, and I think we have to allow that to happen. So we have to be mindful of, you know, yes. our comments, perhaps they're helpful comments, but sometimes it's, it's yeah, that's right. Not being critical in that way, yeah. and then but get encouraging the kids to actually, them to think. Get the kids to actually give each other feedback. I've helped. I've found Beautiful. that that helps. You know, like that's I said, and they, you know, they're very honest about you know what I like about your artwork. And um, like I said, I think that would be, yeah, kids inspire you. Do art. And for your students, you know, you've just expressed how being able to tell their stories and express themselves and get those emotions out through art is so important but there's students in every classroom everywhere that have got so many experiences that the arts really will enable them to bring out yes i like that enablers and enablers kla (laughs) yes absolutely they have to do it (laughs) all right well look thank you so much cindy valdez adams for coming in to work with us today and have a lovely chat um and my name is julia brennan thanks for joining us today And as I've mentioned before, if you've enjoyed today's podcast and you'd like to subscribe, go to soundcloud.com forward slash primary curriculum, all one word, and don't forget to subscribe. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.